This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 104. Andrea Giordano explains Appalachian English and living in Kentucky. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. In today's episode, you'll meet English teacher Andrea from Kentucky. You'll learn three natural vocabulary phrases that native speakers use in Appalachia so that you'll fit right in if you study in the American South. Hey, Michelle, how's it going? Hey, Lindsay. Good, good. How are you? Good. I got a question for you today. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Question is, have you ever been to the Appalachian area of the United States? Mm, you know what? I don't think really. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Um, first of all, I mean, Lindsay, what? where is this? Yeah, good question. So I'm looking at a map right now. Um, I've I have been to this area, so it's kind of um the the belt that kind of goes down the mountain, the mountainy area of I guess the Mid Atlantic and the South. So it starts with Pennsylvania into West Virginia, the western part of the state of Virginia, the western part of North Carolina and South Carolina, and even in some cases, kind of extending down into parts of Alabama. I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's just a region, a mountainous region. The Great Smoky Mountains are there. The Blue Ridge Mountains, both are so beautiful. Mm. Um, and a culture, for sure. And that's why I wanted to invite Andrea Giordano mm -hmm. on the episode. Guys, today we're going to play you clips from an interview that we did with Andrea about Appalachia. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. What have you heard about Appalachia, Michelle? <laughs> I feel very silly, but I have a lot to learn. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't really know much about it. Yeah. Is have, that terrible? <laughs> We're all here to learn. It's okay. <laughs> have you have you ever heard of the Appalachian Trail? Yes. I, I, I was going to say the Appalachian Trail. That okay. I've heard of, but I don't know much more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what have you heard about the trail, the famous Appalachian Trail? Like, uh, well, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. that, that, that much I know. Uh, why don't you educate me more? Well, I mean, so it's something that hikers talk about a lot, right? Because it's the okay. famous, uh, I think it's like a 500 mile stretch between Georgia and Maine. Uh, and it takes about six months to hike it. And you do hike oh, in wow. the Appalachian region. You know, you go through the wood, all through the woods. Um, and it's really difficult on the body. It's really hard to hike the Appalachian Trail. Um, but yeah, so that's quite a feat when you arrive in Maine and you put your hands up in wow. the air. Yeah, but guys, I would like to tune into a clip from my interview with Andrea here. Sorry, Andrea. When I say Andrea, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, let's go ahead and let her kind of introduce the vibe of where she lives, right? She comes from Kentucky, which is part of Appalachia. Okay. So are you ready? Ready. Sure, yeah. Kentucky is really beautiful. It has green rolling hills. And the reason I live here is because the people are incredible. They're incredibly friendly and welcoming and warm. And so that's really the standout quality I like most about Kentucky. 
All right. So Andrea says that in Kentucky, people are just incredible. They're friendly and they're warm. Is mm-hmm. I mean, so Michelle, you're based in New York, right? <laughs> so uh, how are people there? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think there's a stereotype that New Yorkers like aren't friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually I am going to defend the New okay, Yorkers. Do it. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Um I I feel like New Yorkers are very friendly and that I've met a lot of fr- I mean my uh, a lot of my family is from New York. Mm-hmm. Um so even though I'm not from New York, I consider myself an honorary member yeah. of the New York squad. Um Yeah. And but I I I have a feeling that it's a different kind of nice, right? Like it might not yeah. be as like outwardly nice. Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, in New York, do people smile at you and say hi when you pass them on the street? No. No. (laughs) Could you imagine? It's so funny when you think about that happening in a place like New York, right? Right. (laughs) Just because there's so many people, right? What do you think about, you know, and we're going to play a clip in just a second from Andrea about, you know, students choosing a small town like in Kentucky or Appalachia Mm -hmm. or New York Mm -hmm. City, right? I mean, what Mm -hmm. do you think, Michelle, is the best choice for a student? For if, oh, choosing like a small town or New York? Yeah, our students, if our listeners might decide to study in the U.S. Mm. Well, I think it's, I think it's every, everybody's a little bit different. I mean, you have to think about if you want more of like a, like a regular uh, college campus, Mm -hmm. um, like that typical campus life, you might choose, you know, a more, I mean, not necessarily a small town per se, but just like, you know, not necessarily New York, right? If you're in New York, it's going to be wonderful, but it's your, it's, it doesn't feel like a college campus per se. Exactly. It depends on how much tradition you want and what kind of environment. I know a lot of people would have a hard time focusing in a big city. I know I was really all over the place when I lived in New York. I was like, I want to do this and this and this. And I could never have studied there. Right. I mean, you did. You did your master's degree in New York. That's and right. I, I don't know how you <laughs> sat down to study when there were so many things to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was living there be- already. And yeah. I, so it wasn't like, oh, I moved there for school. Right, um, right. Right. So I wasn't like, oh, my God, you know, I, I, yeah. I was able to focus. <laughs> OK, OK. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So now in this next clip, guys... Here I asked Andrea um, what it's like for students who do choose to study and live in Appalachia and in Kentucky or in just a small town in this part of or really anywhere in the U.S. So let's listen. 
Sure. Yeah. Well, um, it's not for everybody living in a small town and studying in a small town, but it is for a lot of people. I think um, a lot of students want to just focus on their studies. And in a small town like Campbellsville and at Campbellsville University, we can, you know, there's not a lot of distractions. There aren't nightclubs or anything like that. And so it's a chance for students to really focus on why they came, which is learning English. So it sounds like people really end up focusing on their studies, right? If they end up mm-hmm. in a small town, Michelle? Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. just not a lot of nightclubs, right? So, yeah. I mean, and so some people might love that. Like, they might want to focus and just not, you know, have the distractions. Right. And also, um, mm-hmm, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, so so I think that uh, it, it uh, that's a personal choice. Yeah. And I think the danger of going to a big city is that it becomes really easy to speak your native language. If you're going with a goal, right? If your goal is to come out of that experience being fluent, um, yeah, your best bet is to really go to one of these small towns where you're fully immersed, where you don't have the option to speak your native language. So that is Mm -hmm. the kind of thing that you would get in a place like Kentucky where Andrea is from. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, and if people are really friendly and open, like she mentioned, um, then you could really connect with the with the natives there. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm ready to learn some yeah. language stuff language. from Andrea. Yeah, let's do it. So, Andrea, this episode is going to introduce a couple of famous phrases. Um, so, let's let her introduce a common Southern phrase. Here we go. Okay, so I'm not from Kentucky originally. I'm from Illinois. And so there are a few phrases that I had to learn as well when I came here. (laughs) And um, the number one that you have to know is that when you are talking to more than one person, the word you you use is y'all. Okay, so definitely a classic, right, Michelle? Mm -hmm. Y'all, very much Mm -hmm. a classic. Yeah, yeah, really, like all over the South, I hear, you know, Um, y'all. Do you say y'all? I don't, and I never did, but I went to college in the South, not quite in Appalachia, but I went to college in Virginia, but the other side of the state, so closer to Washington, D.C., but also where I went was sort of the beginning of the South. It was Fredericksburg, and so I remember on my tennis team, a lot of the girls were from from Virginia, and they did, Southern Virginia, they did say y'all, and they said it mm. so naturally. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. One of my best friends is from South Carolina, and yeah. she says y'all, and it's like the cutest thing. I love it's, it. It's really beautiful, uh, and you know, in future episodes, guys search through our our archives you can find other episodes about southern american english there's a lot of episodes about it i'm sure Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. all right so yeah and how would this kind of play in like what would be some examples of what you might hear when someone uses y'all michelle right you could say like how y'all doing or Mm -hmm. y'all want to go hiking today yeah like that yeah and i think you know the way we hear it in sort of pop culture is very exaggerated but I think when you hear it from a true Southern, um, like American Southerner, right, it's much more subtle, but it's more real and natural, you know? Mm, yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. I, I love how y'all sound. Yeah. Really and do you like the next one? Are you ready for I, the next I, one? Yeah, I do. I don't, I, I, I don't, I'm not as familiar with it as with y'all, but I like this one too. I, I like all the, all the terms. Um, So the next one is uh, a phrasal verb, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's not leave our listeners in suspense anymore. Let's play the clip to see which is the next uh, phrase that Andrea is going to teach us. Here we go. So it means about 
about to do something or going to. Um, so I might say, I'm fixing to go to the bank and deposit my check. And um, yeah, so it's, it's slang. It's something you would use with your friends. Okay, so here Andrea taught us fixin' to, right? Mm -hmm. Fixin' to. Now, let's break this up here, right? What are the words in here that we're using, Michelle? Okay, well, fixing. <laughs> yeah, fixing. And fixin'. Then fixing. Mm -hmm. And then what's the, what's the preposition that comes after? To. Yeah, so what does it mean? Again, well, basically, it means uh, that you are going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to do something. <laughs> this one also is very, very foreign and feels very Southern to me or Appalachian. Um, it's not something I heard in college with my friends from the South, from Virginia. I think it's more Appalachia for sure. Mm. Um, but she says, Andrea says that people use it every day where she lives, which is so interesting. Um, an example could be she's fixing to leave soon, mm. right? You should go say goodbye to her, right? Mm -hmm. Any other examples? Uh, we're fixing to order some food. What do you feel like eating? Or they might say, what do y'all feel like eating? <laughs> yeah, and you got to be careful uh. here because I know some people use the word to fix like fix you a meal. I'll fix you. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's also a very old fashioned way of speaking, but let me fix you a snack. Do you mm -hmm. ever say that or hear someone say that in American English? Mm, I I don't really hear it that often. Okay. I guess I hear it on TV, like old, old, old TV right. series and that kind of thing. Just don't right. get confused guys. Cause it means two different things, right? Fixing to order some food means I'm preparing to order food and to fix you a meal means I'm going to prepare you a meal. I'm going to cook you a meal. So it's a totally different meaning. All right. Right, 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 right. Good point, Lindsay. All right, Michelle, we've got one more phrase. Are we ready? I'm ready. Okay, uh, this would be reckon, R-E-C-K-O-N, and this means to think or to be pretty sure about something. So I might say, I reckon he might come over later. Okay, this is fun, Michelle. What do you think? I love this one. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good one. Yeah, so reckon. Yeah, I mean, imagine if our listeners go to Appalachia and they've never, I mean, they haven't heard these on All There's English podcasts until now. We don't teach these phrases, fixin' to or reckon. I hear this sometimes in Australian English, though, which mm. is interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I reckon. So yeah, she said to be, to think or be pretty sure about something. So yeah, yeah I love it. So another example could be like, she reckons she'll be home by six. Mm -hmm. Or I reckon we should study. Our test is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. Well, Lindsay, I reckon I'll have to visit Appalachia. Yeah, I love it. I love it. This has been great. I want to thank Andrea for coming on the Allers English podcast and sharing. You know, I really enjoyed the conversation with her. And in this episode, we've used some clips from that conversation to bring you guys, you know, the real English from Appalachia. Michelle, where can we find Andrea online? You can go to her YouTube channel called Study with Andrea, where you can find tons of interesting videos that will help you on your English journey, even if you're not necessarily going to live in the southern U.S. They're still great. 
Yeah, exactly. And if you guys love getting these guest voices, hearing these new voices, these are things that Michelle and I can't necessarily teach you, but our awesome guests definitely can. So if you want more guest episodes, you get a lot of those on All Ears English. So go ahead and hit follow, right, Michelle? So they can get, how often do we publish this podcast? Guys, we are here four (laughs) times a week, we promise. Yes, (laughs) listeners love it. Guys, go ahead and get hooked on All Ears English, hit follow, and we'll see you in the next episode. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, Lindsay. This is fun. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.